Hey podcasters, welcome to another episode of 10 Minutes of Truth with Pastor Jeremy Skinner. Today is April 13, 2020. We are in our second week of our five habits that every Christian needs to develop. Last week we talked about the habit of Bible intake or prioritizing Jesus over everything. And uh, today or this week we want to start on the subject of prayer prioritizing prayer over everything. In a recent study, 79% of American adults have prayed at least once in the last three months. More than half of them say they pray every day. And it seemed like the only factor that changed in a person's frequency of prayer was their frequency in religious service. So, in other words, people who attend a weekly service or church are more often than someone who are more often to pray than someone who attends only monthly or seldom. So my question is, with this social distancing and no large gatherings, I'm wondering just how is your prayer life? I'm wondering how our prayer lives are coming along. I mean, has prayer increased because of this scare or has it decreased because we're not only social distancing ourselves from one another, but are we also unintentionally distancing ourselves from God. Now, there's all sorts of studies out there that try to pinpoint the reason why people don't pray, and they list them as the top three reasons why people don't pray, the top five, or the top ten reasons why people don't pray. I want to focus on just one, and it doesn't have to happen to be in the top three, top five, or top ten, but it is one that I think is brutally honest. It's one that no one would probably ever admit, because When you hear what this problem is, or the reason people don't pray, it almost seems blasphemous. But here it is. We think that prayer is boring. We think that prayer is dull, drab, stale, and it's just not interesting. Now, that's almost blasphemous, isn't it? I mean, that just doesn't sound good for a Christian to say that prayer is boring, and it doesn't sound good for a pastor to teach that prayer is boring. Because when we think about boring, we think about children. That's a term that's most, mostly associated with kids. And they're bored because they're just not doing anything that's particularly fun or interesting at the time. Now, as adults, we've kind of outgrown that. We don't get bored. But we do boring tasks. We listen to boring lectures. We watch boring movies. We sit in waiting rooms. We hang on hold. We stand in lines. We get stuck in traffic. We've all been there, right? And that's kind of boring. One thing that causes us to lose interest in things and become bored is that we do the same thing over and over and over again. And when something is monotonous, when something is tedious, when something is boring, we lose interest and then we just sort of avoid it. Though it's difficult for us to admit it, the truth is prayer, unfortunately, can become monotonous, tedious, and one of those things that we unintentionally avoid. Now again, we would never call prayer boring, but have you ever noticed that we tend to say the same thing about the same old things? I mean, when we've said the same thing about the same things, you just don't want to say the same things again. And so we just lose interest by no fault of our own. Prayer. It's something that we know we ought to do, and it's something that we don't mind doing because we know the benefits of prayer. However, we struggle to maintain interest very long. 
And you know what that is? That's the definition of boredom. Let me tell you something about a boring prayer life. You are not the problem. If you're a born-again Christian and you have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling inside of you, then you are not the problem. Listen to what Paul said to the church at Rome. He said that the Spirit helps in our weakness. For we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows the mind, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So it's not that we are the problem. It's not that you are the problem. It's most likely your method of prayer that has affected your motivation to pray. The way I see it is, we can keep doing what we're doing. I mean, you can have a pastor after pastor after pastor tell you to pray, what to pray, how to pray, and when to pray. And when you pray, you'll continue the same old series of disconnected thoughts strung together, bouncing from one idea to the next. And your prayer just really won't make any sense. Now, again, that doesn't sound good, but we don't talk that way to our friends, do we? I mean, we don't string together a whole bunch of disconnected thoughts and uncompleted sentences, but that's how we talk to God. We bounce from one idea to the next, and we, we string them together and we call it a prayer. Now, one thing that we could do is that we could make a commitment to hold one another accountable, but eventually that commitment is just going to fade. It always does. I mean, our lives just get busy. It's a good idea in the beginning, but eventually it fizzles out. So I think a better approach is not to tell you to pray, what to pray, or when to pray, but rather teach you to pray. You know, the disciples, when they listened to Jesus pray, they were prayers just as well. But they said in Luke chapter 11 and verse 1, Lord, teach us to pray. We want to learn how to better connect with God. Now, most likely we're going to pray, and most of us are going to pray about the same thing every single day. I mean, what we pray about isn't going to change much, and it really shouldn't. Praying about the same things is normal, but saying the same things about the same things sooner or later becomes boring. So I want to say again, the problem is not you and the problem is not me. It's our method. A method is a way, a technique, or a process of doing something. So what is your way? What is your technique? Or what is your process of prayer? Let me guess. First, you've got to have something to pray about. There has to be a need. And for all of us, we have needs. Those needs are family. Those needs are friends. Those needs are money. Those needs are healing, safety, answers. I mean, we all have needs. And most of us have the same needs. After we state our need, we present it to God, we pray in the name of Jesus, and then we close with amen. Something we probably didn't even realize is that we have certain prayers for certain things, don't we? I mean, we've got a certain prayer for the sick. We've got a certain prayer for traveling mercies. We've got a certain prayer for hurting. We've got a certain prayer for God to bless the, uh, the gift as well as the giver, right, in our offerings. And we have a special prayer that we pray for our meals. And we have to admit, when we pray about these things, we say the same things about these things. You know what I find interesting? Is that when you look in the Bible, no two prayers are alike. 
they might have similar points of interest, but most are unique to the person, the culture, the situation, and the people involved. And when you look at these prayers, do you ever wish that you could pray like one of the Bible characters? you ever wish that you could pray like Paul, like Moses, like Abraham, like David? I mean, when they prayed, they just seemed to connect with God. And have you ever thought that if you could just pray like that, you would pray more often? If you could just connect with God, you would you'd pray all the time? Well, listen to what God says to the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. He says, Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now, as we wrap this thing up today, and as we prepare for tomorrow, would you believe me if I told you that prayer is simple? I mean, God says to Jeremiah, call to me and I'll answer you and I'll show you things. I mean, that's simple, isn't it? Call to me, I'll answer you. So this week, we're going to dive in deep and we're going to learn what it means to call, what it means for him to answer. We're going to learn to love to pray. In Jesus' name, Father, thank you for the privilege of prayer. God, as the disciples asked, so we ask, teach us to pray.